communication, collaboration, consideration, confirmation, bridging the generation gap, X, Y, Z, and beyond. Welcome to the premiere episode of XYZ and Beyond. I'm your host, Volante, and I represent Generation X. I'm Venice, and I represent Generation Z. Today's topic is respect because for my generation, which is X, and then also the baby boomers, we tend to have an overall opinion about millennials and Generation Z, and we call them disrespectful. I've worked with a lot of young people, and as I work with them closely and communicate, what I'm seeing is not so much a lack of respect, but a lack of respectable examples from our generation. And I think that's where this disrespect is coming. It's somewhat of a mutual disrespect. Venice, uh, how does that feel? Do you feel respected by our generations? No. No. Tell me why. When you see someone from your generation, they look at us sometimes um, in a disappointed way or in disgust before we've even said anything. So you walk into a building with a lot of adults and they're all looking at you like, oh, here comes these teenagers, they this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, I haven't even said anything. Why do I have to be that kind of person and you don't even know me yet? Funny you should say that because I was sitting in a meeting and I've always worked with young people and I made the comment, I said, I want to extend this platform because I want to reach out to millennials and Generation Z. The response I got was, well, when it comes to those millennials, I care and I don't care because they don't want anything and they don't want to work hard. They just want everything handed to them. And this was a blanketed statement applied to an entire generation when you don't even know them all. You can't make a blanketed statement to an entire generation. So I feel what you're saying. And I want to go back to what I said about a lack of of respectable examples because I think it starts right there. Generationally, we have a completely different value system in terms of what's important. And for us, it's I need to make X amount of dollars. I want a certain home. I want a certain vehicle. All of these things are important to me. And so the Generation Z and the Millennials, they should be impressed and they should aspire to what I have. Okay, but I'm seeing a lot of things where we're masking, we're fronting, and these younger generations, they're seeing through it. A lot of the things that they're doing, we did, but we hid. And they just put it out there. What is your take on that, V? I agree. You agree? Just plain you agree? I agree. Okay. So let's take, for example, average middle class family. Uh, both of the par- parents working a lot of hours. They, the kids have the latest iPhones, latest gym shoes, all of this stuff. Um, but maybe the couple doesn't really get along. Maybe they're fighting all the time. Tell me how that makes you feel. Well... It makes you feel like what's the point really in having everything that you have when you're still not happy? Because the material things isn't really what makes us happy. Like it's the emotion and the feel. So when we don't feel the love and the respect coming from even our parents sometimes, the things that you're buying us and we have doesn't really matter. 
That's very powerful. And here's the irony, because you guys ask for those things. So as a parent, you're telling me, mom, I've got to have this, mom, I've got to have that. So now I'm out here working, um, making sure that you have those things. And I give you all of this stuff and you're still not happy. And I think that's the challenge. 14, 15, 16, 17, 8-year-old, 18-year-olds don't know what they really want. So as a parent, I'm allowing you to dictate to me what I'm doing. I'm doing what you're telling me to do and you're not happy. We don't know what we want and it's hard to say what we want because we see what our parent, what some of our parents are going through and it's like, why would I ask for help with what I want when I see that you don't even have what you want? And that's very interesting and, and it really shifts the ownership of this back to my generation. And I say this all the time. I cannot sit back and say that these millennials are crazy when we produce them. Okay, so if we produced a generation that can't function, what does that say about us as parents? What does that say about us as examples? Venice, when I see a mother and a daughter engage or a father and a son or, or whatever, when they're engaging, and I see a parent talking to a child and the child has the headphones on and just blocking out everything that they say and they won't even listen. The easy thing for me to say, oh, that's a shame. They don't even listen to their parents. That's the easy thing for me to say. But when that happens, what's going on? When there is an adult that you just will not listen to, what's going on? We see what that adult is trying to hide or sugarcoat from us, and we don't want to listen because we feel like, how are you going to tell me what to do to get by and be happy and be this, this, and that, and the other? And you're not happy, you're struggling, you're miserable. We feel that and we see it. You're struggling, you're miserable. What is struggling? How do you see struggling? Is okay, let me give you a few options here, multiple choice. Struggling, me, $200,000 a year, uh, designer clothing, designer handbags. Uh, it doesn't matter what you have, it's emotional, it's how you feel. We can feel how you feel. And we can see that you're struggling even with getting through to us. And that's hard. And we see that, but there's nothing we don't, there's nothing we can really do about it. We don't feel like there's anything we can do because your generation will look at us as we're disrespectful in this. Even in jobs that I've had before, I've heard my, my managers say, we have too many kids working here. They can't do anything. They're not capable of this. Uh, this company is going down because this, that, and the other. So when we hear that, it's like, okay, so why are we trying? Hmm. And you just tap something, which is a different set of values. And what we think not me personally, but my generation will say about you is that you guys don't want to work and that you guys don't want anything. And it looks like that is coming from, you see us with all of these material things, yet we're upset, we're miserable. You know, you see me, I have all these friends, I'm going out. But as soon as I go get home, you know, you're talking about the friends you just left. You go and you work all of these hours and you got money, but you hate your job. You're complaining about your job. You have this... Um, perfect looking relationship in public, but you come home and you and your spouse are barely speaking. So now we got these kids watching this. Does that make you want anything that we have? Not at all. But what do you want? Happiness, love, support, and the material things fall in place with that. Do you know how to find that? No. 
You know why you don't know how to find that? We weren't showed. It wasn't showed to us. It wasn't demonstrated. And that's where this mutual disrespect between these generations starts. Um, just off the top of your head, do you have any suggestions how to bridge this gap gap of disrespect? Any Anything off the top of your head? I have a few ideas, but I want to hear yours. Um, I think giving us a chance would help a lot. How do I give you a chance? Let us um, go out, do things, show how we think things should go. Let us let us give you our side of the story, our our ideas, and let us try them before telling us, oh, this isn't going to work because this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, well, even if it's true that it won't work, I don't know that because of how I'm seeing you. As a parent, I would say yes to that, but I would say more than giving you a chance to go out and do stuff, how about we communicate? How about instead of me saying, you're just 18, you don't know anything, you don't know what to do. How about I sit down and I listen to you and you tell me what your plans are? Because whether you see it or not, experience is very valuable. And there are things that I've gone through that you don't know about me. And you see me where I am now. Yes, there are a whole new level of things that you guys go through. But a lot of it is the same. It's just in a different format. So if the generations could get together and you tell me what you're trying to do and what you want to do, and that even biblically, biblically speaking, you call the young because they're strong and you call the old because they know the way. So you telling me what you want to do. And I say, OK, not that's not going to work. That's stupid. Help us I say show to, us the right way exactly. to do it. Oh, that's what you want to do. Well, if we do this. This is how you do it. And I can help you get there. Maybe I know somebody that I can refer you to. So what do you think about that? I feel like that would help a lot. Do you think that there are a lot of opportunities to do that now with the current relationship between the X, Y, and Z generations? I feel like it would be very, very hard, but with the right patience um, and understanding, it can happen. You can, you can get, You can get through to us. I have a question for you, and I want you to be brutally honest here, okay? You're my daughter. You know me. You know my entire circle of friends, both business, both personal and family. Out of my entire circle, what percentage of them do you think have the capacity to collaborate you and be example to you on that level? One. Did you say one percent? <laughs> Okay, people, you hear that. And the funny thing is, or the thing that I want to take away, this is not about pitting generations against each other. It's about bringing us together by taking an honest look at ourselves and listening to the other generations. Okay, now you said 1%. You've got to elaborate on why you said 1%. That's extremely I expected a, tw a 15 or 20. <laughs> not, I did not expect no. a 1. It's because... Even sometimes with people who will try, you'll try to um, communicate with us without that understanding of how we really feel, it's not effective. I get that because there's even been times when we were trying to communicate and I was actually trying to help you and understand you, but I missed it until. And, and here's here's the sad part about this. 12, 13, 14, 15, those goofy middle school years. 
The kids are transitioning, but they cannot communicate. It's almost impossible for them to actually say what's really going on with them. And for us as an adult, that is, it's just like my child has gone crazy. What happened to my baby? It's been replaced with this beast. And then you give, and then they start to give up on you, and you're just like, okay, now who do I go to? And so when you feel that frustration, what is the response? When you feel that frustration from a parent? Because I would say, honestly, that was the most difficult time for us as mother and daughter. So when you uh, definitely the child feels the frustration. So how do you respond to that frustration? When you feel when you feel like your parent is frustrated with you, it makes you want to give up. Because let's go back. I'm going to see if you want if you're going to say this. Let's go back to the fundamental desire of a child. What is the fundamental natural desire of a child? You're frowning up. You have no clue where I'm going <laughs> with this. Think about it. What does every child really want when it comes to their parents? To make them happy. Yep. To make them happy, to make them proud of them. And that's something that you kind of never lose. I still want my parents to be proud of me, and I'm going to be 50 next year. Every little thing you do, if I make a mistake and you're upset with me and you say, okay, what's wrong with you, this, that, and the other, and you get frustrated, now I'm kind of like, okay, well, what do I try next? Or you're scared to try something again because the reaction that you got, now you feel like, you can't really do anything and it just kind of brings you down because your parents aren't understanding that you're really trying and all you really want is to make them happy but you don't exactly know how to get that connection back then we get the seeking that validation among your peers now we have a situation of the blind leading the blind and this is something that I, I actually can't identify with because peer pressure was never an issue for me I'm of the mindset just naturally that if we're the same age you don't know any more than I know so I'm not asking anything and I'm not gonna follow you and I'm still like that I as you know I don't do anything like anybody else I do my own thing good thing and bad thing I never follow trends so now we're into you and your generation listening to each other how does that work out for you well we think it's going pretty well because um we're typically going through some of the same things and we relate to each other, but in the long run, you realize, okay, your friends can't really help you either. And now you're just lost. And then you start to go out and a lost, I'm sorry, I feel like a lost teenager is the worst thing in the world. Well, once you're lost, that's how we get to drugs. That's how we get to uh, sexual misconduct. That's how we get to suicide, even when you start to feel hopeless. And we are seeing alarming rates of suicide, even as young as nine, 10 years old. And that that's kind of why I really wanted to do this show because we got to stop that. that, that we, and what I see is a reactive society that glamorizes victimization. We kind of sit back, let the bullying happen, allow the abuse to happen, you know, let some let the murders happen, allow the suicide to happen. We're so good at mourning. We're so good at vigils. You got teddy bears and balloons out in the street. I'm tired of that. That's not helping. How about we communicate and prevent it? Nobody is being proactive. And I'm I'm you got something to say? You just lifted up your head. Come on, let's go. Go ahead. I think even with like you said with the vigils and the bringing out the teddy bears and the balloons and everything that you do when you lose um a child, that doesn't really help us either cuz now it's kind of like well at the same time it's like 
So the only re- the only way I'm going to get any kind of respect and appreciation is if I'm gone. So mm. if I was to uh, take my life, now everybody's going to talk about how much they cared about me and how much I did for them and how happy I made them and leave all these things and have all of these memorials and everything they want to say, but no one's really saying that when you're here. And your last statement, no one is saying that when you're here. Think about that, people. No one, these children or teenagers are not hearing it from anyone. If you're not hearing it from teachers, you're not hearing it from your parents, you're definitely not hearing it from your peers, how do they know that they're worth being loved? And even even if your parent does feel that way and they just don't say it all the time, sometimes just saying thank you, I'm proud of you, will make your entire child's day different. Even if they don't react or say anything and they're like, oh, really? Yeah, okay. It means everything. Well, yeah, I know, because whenever you do something, you don't even give me a chance to say thank you. You'll do it. Okay, you're welcome. I'm like, okay, I was going to say thank you, but you just... (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so so you said those things make make a big difference. And I know... Sometimes parents are bad at that because you, you're you struggling, you, you're working, and you're doing all of this stuff for these kids. And in your mindset, you're doing, doing, doing. You're giving, giving, giving. You're providing, providing, providing. You're making things happen. Stop and look at these beautiful young people and say thank you. Um, oh, my goodness. And they're so smart. Even when I've been in classrooms, you got that one that's bad. I just did. I was telling. I just did a um, a seminar, and there was this this young boy. You know, he's looking face all torn up, frowned up, looking like he wasn't listening, and he turned out to be one of the sharpest people in the class. But I had to get past that exterior, and so as adults, remember they're kids. We know better. They don't. They don't. So we can't give back the same energy that they give to us. We've got to look at them and look for the value in them and pull it out. Because when you look past the little attitude, the little negativity, which is caused by probably something negative that they're experiencing, and you find something positive and you focus on that, it just blossoms into something we have to I don't want to say save these this, these generations. I want to say embrace, encourage, motivate, inspire. Um, v, tell me about how important it is to have somebody older inspire you. Now, you say at 1%. I can think of a few people that I know <laughs> are inspiring to you. And it's funny. I can tell by her interaction with people if she respects them or not. But she's never going to be disrespectful. But at the same time, I can tell when this is somebody she actually values their opinion. So tell me um, the impact of having more adults who respect you and look at you and say, okay, she's smart. I need, I need what she's got. It also means a lot when somebody more than just your parent tells you that you're more than you think you are and um, that they appreciate you. Because even if your parent says it, okay, well, you feel like, your parents supposed to say it. You're their child, but when you have see when other people see the value in you and see what you're actually capable of, instead of just doing that, oh, we have all these teenagers messing this up. They don't want to do anything. It's like okay, so more people see that I'm actually not just out here clueless and disrespectful and don't want to do anything. Like I want to work. I want something for myself. But when you're being discouraged, you 
don't really want to work for anything, you feel like, what am I trying for if no one's going to appreciate it? And not only that, when you're being discouraged and put down and you need help, but you're being discouraged and put down by the people who have the information to help you. You don't know who to go to. Mm-hmm. I see. And let's, let's uh, go to the next part of that. Disrespectful to us, but disrespectful to each other as well. Where does that come from? I, I've told you several times that what I see in your generation is that you guys don't know how to be friends. Um, yeah, there's always going to be people that you don't get along with. But the friendships, the, the, the unity, the camaraderie is missing. Why is there such a high level of disrespect within your generation? In the back of, well, when we, in the back of our minds, we know the same thing you said. Okay, somebody my age only has as much knowledge as, much knowledge as I have. But that's the only person who will listen. But just like you said, you can tell if I don't respect an adult that way. And what adults I do respect is the same thing with your peers. It's hard to find someone your age that you respect because you guys are the same age. So you go to that person, you talk to that person as someone to talk to. But in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, they don't know anything either. So I'm still not getting anywhere. I'm still this, that, and the other. And you don't have respect for that person either. Hmm. But why so much meanness? Being mean ha- has always happened. It, But from my perspective, you guys seem to take it to a whole nother level of being mean. You know, again, um, we're looking at the, the violence. We're looking at suicide. Uh, you know, when I was younger, you have a fight, you know, um, there was a saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So, you know, when I, but that's not true because when I was little, you have a fight, you know, you go home, you get a little alcohol, you're good. But now it is just, it's almost like in your generation, there is a mission to annihilate each other. Because a lot of us never had, were never shown love or support and we don't know what it feels like to love someone and be supportive and caring to someone so when we see someone else who knows how we don't want to we don't want to accept it so we like the saying hurt people hurt people a hurt person will hurt someone who's not hurt and that makes them hurt and it's a chain reaction and it keeps going on and on and on because you see this person is happy and you're like okay why can't I be happy why don't I have this like what did I do wrong so now you can't stand to see someone who's your age, same age as you, same knowledge as you, doing better than you. And now you feel like we should all be in the same area rather than asking for help and moving up. So it looks like we all have our work cut out for us in terms of just overall respect for each other. Um, and actually, I'm grateful for the X and Y the Y and Z generations, because a lot of these issues were kind of just underlying issues that, again, we swept under the rug. We didn't talk about it. And your generation is going to like, hey, this is a problem. Yeah, I feel like you're bringing been talking it out about the wrong issues forever. <laughs> so, yeah, R-E-S-B-A-C-T. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I am excited again about this segment for that reason 
And we're going to be bringing up a whole lot of issues with that these generations are divided on to open up the dialogue, bring us together. Because the saddest part about all of this, V, do you honestly think that the Y gener- the X generation or the baby boomers, do you honestly think that we want to see you lost? Do you honestly think we hate you and we don't want you to succeed? No. And that's the problem. We actually love you and we're trying. And it's so sad to see groups. And not only that, our skill set with the brilliance and the technology that you guys have, with the experience and the wisdom that we have, if we could ever collaborate, oh my goodness, we could create such a wonderful world. But the two groups who need each other the most are fighting the hardest. So, okay, I saw the look again. What? <laughs> another thing, it's also another thing, it seems like the world is really different now than it was back then when your generation was our age. And sometimes it feels like the advice you give us is more related to how things were back then. Like, bullying back then is so much different than bullying now. Like, how bullying is not somebody knocking you into the lockers and taking your lunch money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bullying is a whole nother show. That's... We're gonna we're gonna get into bullying bullying. But I have to agree with you on that. I'll never forget when I was a sophomore in high school, they had a typing class. And back then, typing was you you had to and I'm about to date myself, you had to add up all of the characters on the row, divided by two in order to center. We had all of this stuff we had to learn from typing. My mama said, girl, yeah, take that typing class because if you learn how to work with typewriter, you will always have a job. I have never earned one penny from that typing skill. By the time I graduated from high school, which was two years later, we had moved into word processors and micro uh, personal computers. So that skill set I never got a chance to use. And, yes, some of the things are dated, which is why Communication is key. There are some fundamental, though, core qualities as in terms of being honest, in terms of being on time, in terms of having integrity. Those are things that have not changed. But the actual way that we do things have changed, which is why we have to devise a way to understand and value what the other person brings to the table and stop just flipping the table, you know, yeah. altogether. Yeah. So any more uh, closing thoughts about respect? No, I think I covered everything I feel. You covered everything you feel? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is our X, Y, Z, and beyond. And our goal here is to work together and uh, take everything to the next level. X, Y, Z, and beyond.